Dan Perkins Media proudly presents Moms Across America, a program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. Amy Ubilis, and also we have our producer with us today, Dan Perkins. The show today is going to be a smorgasbord. We have decided because there's so many things happening in our nation. But before we get started, yes, it is my commercial for the Constitution. Remember, you can get your Constitution at ashbrook.org forward slash Constitution. Now, it's very important, moms, that you understand the reason you need to get your Constitution. Annie is holding one up right now. We have so many, so much going on in our country, so much going on in our courts, from the lower courts all the way up to... Um, the Supreme Court, and it's very important that we understand what does the 14th Amendment talk about? Well, you're not going to know that if you don't have a constitution and you're reading it. So go get your free constitution. Moms, this is another mom talking to you. Go get your constitution. There is so much going on in our nation. You need to know what your rights are. We cannot emphasize that enough. If you don't know, you may be getting overrun by someone who wants to take your rights. Get your constitution. Okay, like I said, today is a smorgasbord. We were talking before the show, and I got to tell you, we brought, especially Dan, he brought up so many different things. I was like, let's just make the show a smorgasbord today. Let's just talk about all kinds of stuff today because it's so, 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 so. So, Dan. Yes, ma'am. And what are you so again about the education system <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with it <laughs> my Start point is, now. Got a point is <laughs> as we see more and more stories dealing with schools dealing with non-classroom type of material whether it's trying to force a young woman in a bed in a hotel with uh, a transgender male at 11 years of age <clears throat> and we were told because the mom complained to the school board, that was the only one. And now we found out as she spoke up, more and more parents are complaining about the same thing. There's a school in, I believe in Michigan, where the, the school, and this is how it's reported in the media, the school was working on creating a gen, transgender environment for a little girl that they had decided needed to become a little boy. They were not telling the parents that they were changing her clothes when she came in, that she changed her pronoun. <clears throat> Didn't tell them. I'm, I'm getting on a horse like Paul Revere, and I'm going to start saying to people, if we're going to turn this country around, we have to abandon the education system as we know it today. We're spending <clears throat> more than any other country in the world to educate a child. And we're spending, I believe, a disproportionate time on social issues that don't need to be taught in the schools. We need, we need to go back and reinvent the schools the way they used to, to teach basic math, language skills, because that child coming out of high school is likely to go into the workforce. And if they're not properly educated, they can't hold a job or successfully get a job. And the idea that every child needs to go to college is obviously being debunked because of what's going on in the colleges and universities where the professors are teaching children from the river to the sea 
that it's okay to kill all the Jews in in Egypt or Israel. Wrong value system, wrong information. We need to get rid of it, <clears throat> start over again, deal with basic fundamentals. And once we can get the test scores back up that we're competitive in the world, we can talk about expanding the curriculum, but it's got to go. It just has to go. I agree. Uh, being a child that grew up in the 60s and graduating in the 70s, um, I saw a metamorphosis in the educational system. And as a kid, I saw the direction it was going in and it bothered me as a child. They started off saying, we're going to give you health education. And that health education morphed into sex education. I saw where we were being taught history. And then suddenly history is not history anymore. It's social studies. So instead of teaching us the pure facts of history and letting us see how things changed over time and how we became such a great nation, we're now being told you have these social issues. But back in the 70s, social issues were what they are today. You know, you were talking about uh, maybe at that point in social studies, whether or not Roe v. Wade had any merit. Now it's whether or not you're male or female in your own right mind. And whether or not you know whether or not you know your own right mind. No, no, no. They've got to tell you what to think. And that's the problem. They're being taught what to think, not to think creatively, not to think yes. constructively. And when you have children coming out of high school graduating, that they can barely read above the fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade level, much less the third grade level. When you see that they can do nothing more than be a cashier in a grocery line. And I'm telling you, I, I, I tell the story all the time. This one woman, girl, was trying to scan the divider that went between my groceries and the person in front of me. When they cannot yeah. even think constructively outside of the box, we have a problem with this nation. And this is our future. Yes. I was talking to a group of people this week and we were talking about critical thinking. Well, I taught at the University of Phoenix for nine years on that very subject. And we were, we were talking about how that used to be taught in the schools. Now, I don't remember that being taught when I was in school. Maybe they called it something differently. If you can't even learn to look at a subject, look at it outside of what you think in your own mind it is, and be able to look at someone else's view on that subject. That's not to say you get rid of what you believe or a principle you may have in your life. But if you cannot think outside of your realm of thinking and look at how somebody else may see something, then you're not thinking critically. I know I have certain beliefs that I will not compromise on. Yet at the same time, I have the ability to be able to listen to another person have a different view than I have and not condemn that person or tell them they're crazy or stupid or ignorant or whatever. We have gotten away from that or we're not teaching it anymore because how many times have you seen people in a situation and they're so dogged about what they believe and the fact that what they believe is fact, it is true, when in actuality, it's just their experience. So, I mean, I hear this whole thing. Racism is one of those examples. You hear how we are systemically racist in, in, in America. I'm not buying it. I'm a black woman. I know what racism looks like when I see it. I know what it feels like when I feel it. 
but every single thing in life is not about race. We are not a systemically racist country. Is there racism? You better believe there is. Do people experience it? Absolutely. But to take your experience and say that is true for everyone, that's not the truth. That is your experience. And your experience is fine. But you can't let your personal experience or your personal ideas negate everyone else's. Now, we know some things are just factual. You jump off a house, you're going to fall. <laughs> it's just, that's just gravity. That's a law. It's going to happen. But there's some things you may have personally that is not a necessary truth. Yeah, so. we're, we're human beings and we have flaws. And Absolutely. What, pe what we're seeing from the progressive left is that one, they want to create this utopia, but it has to be based upon their ideals, their belief, and no one is allowed to think outside of the box. So exactly. instead, our educational system is turning out people that can only mimic and repeat what they want them to do. And as you said, critical thinking is no longer taught. We used to have in school writing an essay for a pro and con, and then have someone turn around and debate you. Debate yes no longer allowed if you think differently than anyone else you are then chastised and herman cain said it perfectly you will sin they will switch the subject yes. they will ignore the facts they will name call s-i-n and then yes. if you fear that then you will not speak out and the idea is to cow us to make us feel so ashamed that heaven forbid i was born in a white skin and I keep on saying, does God make mistakes? No, God no. didn't make a mistake. He put me in this body, in this time, at this time. And it's what I do with it proves my worth as a human being to my friends, my families, to perfect strangers. Whether yes. I do something right or wrong, not based upon someone else's ideals, but based upon my faith in God. And this is and what is not being taught. Yes, and it is important. I mean, moms, we need to be teaching our children this. I taught my children this. I can remember um, we had a we had something come up that my daughter was dealing with with one of her children, and we were talking about it. She was talking about the process that she was going through to get uh, my granddaughter to understand a situation and how to process it. And I was like, "Wow, that's that's really good." She goes, "Well, mom, you taught me that." I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> you <laughs> so, done good, girl." <laughs> You done good. I pat myself on the back. I did nothing. It was just, you know, it's one of those things. Oh God, please let me be doing the right thing. <laughs> you know, but it's important as parents that we, we make that connection with our kids and teach them, this is life, baby. It life, life is not easy. No. Society is not easy. But you got to learn how to stand up. You have to learn how to, to to say what you're thinking and not let tell let everybody tell you what to and, think. And if someone's wearing the wrong clothing, you're not triggered. If someone accidentally uses the wrong pronoun because you're thinking you're one thing and, and you're you're claiming to be something else, that's not a trigger. I mean, I was out with my husband and two times yesterday he misidentified someone that was female as a male. Oh. <laughs> But these were people I knew to be actually true females, and they were females. But that's not a trigger. That's not a reason to go off your rocker and grab your little blankie and bunny rabbit and say, oh, mommy, I got called the wrong name today. 
Get a backbone. Yeah. Life hurts. You're going to cut your finger. It's going to bleed. You put a bandaid around it. You get on with it and walk forward. I keep on telling people, how do I deal with things? I put one foot in front of the other and I keep on going. I don't have a safety blanket. Excuse me, for a we got about a minute left. We, we're building a nation of wimps and it's got to stop. We can never see the men and women we saw in World War One or Two unless we teach this generation what hardship truly is. And and life is full of hardships. It's full of joys too. It's full of great things. But there's going to be tough times. We're just like you were saying earlier. We're human beings. We go through tough things. You may not get that job you wanted. You may not get this that you wanted. This may happen. That was you know you lose a you lose a a family member. You know, those are the types of things that we go through, but we have to learn. And moms, we have to teach our children how to deal with those things. And I'm so proud of my kids because they are teaching their children those things. So we'll be right back here in a minute and we're going to talk politics. We're going to talk education. We're going to talk so many things. In <laughs> so little time. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so little time. I'm Dan Perkins, the author of a new historical romance novel called Sad Eyes. It is a story of a young woman, a beautiful Irish lass with red hair, green eyes, and curves that won't quit. She is born in 1912 in Waterloo, Iowa. She decides she wants to be an ER nurse, but she wants to move away from Waterloo to the excitement of the big city. She is accepted at St. James School of Nursing in Chicago and began a life as a true American patriot, serving her country in two wars. She fell in love with the love of her life. She takes the longest honeymoon in history. This novel is full of twists and turns and is difficult to put down. You can find Sad Eyes at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and J. Carroll Publishing dot com or through your local bookstore get it read it tell people about it and write a review on amazon this is dan perkins well welcome back to moms across america i'm anna yabellis with my co-host vicky tonkins and we have a lot to talk about but also i want to mention i'm getting an echo uh getting our constitution and uh, vicky where do people get the constitution you can get it at ashbrook.org forward slash constitution all right <laughs> yes. well one of the things that's happening in our nation i think everybody is aware that the iowa caucus was yesterday well it was quite interesting what happened now we've been seeing the the, the statistics we've been seeing the polls we've been seeing the numbers i give very little uh credence to polls they can be flawed, just like so many other things. But it came out pretty close to what we've been seeing in the polls. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think a lot of people were shocked. I mean, Trump walked away with 51% of the vote. Ooh, the closest was DeSantis with 21.2. But I find something very curious is happening. There's a lot of talk about Nikki Haley. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, the woman came in third place. Why is Nikki Haley the topic of... of the, the conversation. She came in third place with 19.1%. Vivek Ramasamy, I hope I'm saying his Swami, Ramaswamy, I hope I'm saying his name right. He had 7.7%, and of course he dropped out and he's thrown his support behind Trump. I looked at that and I went, okay, that was a blowout. That that mm -hmm. was a serious 
series uh, four. Uh, uh, but wait, wait, Vicky. There's and more. The, the, the talking heads at MSNBC going, Trump really didn't win. He only got half the votes. He only got half. What happened to the other? He didn't win because he only got half the votes. But he didn't win. No, no. 51, 21, 7. I, 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 I'm sorry. Is there something in those numbers you failed to understand that you, they split all the votes up against the others? But I have to admit, um, I had the pleasure of meeting Vivek Ram Ramaswamy when he was here in South Carolina at, at the South Carolina GOP convention. Very, very dynamic man. And when he did his speech with Trump last night, introducing Trump, it was a blockbuster. And I'm glad that I was able to see that. After that, they cut everything out that Trump was saying and went back to the regular program, which disappointed me, but that's okay. My prediction, and if President Trump, you are listening to Moms Across America, my suggestion, I said this long before any of these caucuses or primaries, that the best thing he could do is take Ramaswamy as his VP for the next four years to train him to run a successful campaign to succeed him. Uh-oh. Um, Let's let's deal with some numbers. Okay. There are 99 counties in Iowa. Donald Trump won 98. One went 98 to out of 99 co counties. His total vote count was greater than the total vote count of Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. So even if all those votes were counted against him, he still had a plurality and he still would have won the caucus. The other thing that I think is important to understand is the Nikki Haley vote. The Nikki Haley vote isn't what it appeared to be because the Democrats had a strategy of promoting and pushing and spending millions of dollars in advertising in Iowa, promoting her as an alternative to Donald Trump. If you were to take out all the Democrats who voted for her as a part of the strategy of trying to get votes taken away from Donald Trump, they were using Nikki Haley as a scapegoat. So she didn't yep. really get that 19 number. When you take out the Democrats who crossed over and all the people who voted because of tens of millions of dollars spent on advertising, she got more positive publicity than any of the other Republican candidates, including President Trump. So those numbers of 19% are skewed yeah, because skewed. they were packed against, against Trump and they they dumped a lot of votes in her because I was an open was an open primary. She's a distant third. I agree with some of the pundits who think that she may well lose her home state to Trump in South Carolina in the next few weeks. Question that I would throw out to you: If they can't get even half of what he got, and we go into these these next primaries, and he's a dominant winner. What should the Republican Party be doing? Should it declare Donald Trump as the nominee, period, and focus the attention of the of the leadership and the people in the Republican Party and turning out the vote and getting people out to vote for Donald Trump, the standard bearer? What should the, what should the Republican Party be doing when they've got a candidate who set a record for the number of people who voted for him in Iowa? Well, they, they've got to let well, the I can tell you process what's happening. go forward. They really did. I'm sorry, Vicki. What was that? 
Well, I can tell you what's going on here in Colorado because you know that they have tried to remove Trump from the ballot here. Our chair, we had him on our show for the state of Colorado and the Republican Party. You know, they've appealed to the, the Supreme Court and all of that is taking place. But at the same time, one of the things that he has thought about doing, but we haven't solidified that yet, is just going to a pure caucus system for our primary vote versus the primary done by our wonderful Secretary of State here in the state of Colorado. There's a lot of moving piece to all this, but there was a recent uh, meeting of the Central Committee, the State Party Central Committee. These people were all elected by their counties. It was decided by a 65-35 vote, the state party would endorse Donald Trump over all the other candidates. And a lot of people are up in arms here. No, I'm not going to say a lot. There are some people who are up in arms about that here in, in Colorado, and I think they would be up in arms too if the national did it. But their reasoning is flawed. Their reasoning is you can't do that because we're supposed to be neutral. Well, here's the problem. In Colorado, back in 2020, there was a resolution that was brought forth that says in a presidential race, there is no neutrality. There doesn't have to be neutrality. That argument is thrown out the door. And the other piece is, my goodness, the man just won 51% in Iowa. While our vote was before the Iowa caucus, we were looking at the polls. You know, like I said, I take that as a grain of salt. But anyway, the polls were indicating over and over and over. So we have a split here in Colorado in the Republican Party, which has been there for decades. It's nothing new. This, this is not a new thing. People are trying to make it new. It's not new. It's old. It's been around for decades. However, there comes a point where you have to push, push back when you have a secretary of state who said, she said this, well, I may not count the votes for Trump. What? You don't get to do that. If the people vote and say, we want this Republicans, okay, these are Republicans. You're coming in and you're trying to take over a party because your guy is Joe Biden. I'm sorry, if anybody should be neutral in any race, it has got to be the Secretary of State and she is not. She is pushing her own agenda and I'm telling you, there's gonna come a point, and I agree with you, Dan, that the Republican National Committee is going to have to make a stand. So now we have New Hampshire coming up. Nikki Haley has already said she's not gonna do anything in New Hampshire. She's pretty much bowed out of New Hampshire. I don't know why, That's, that seems like a really risky move to me. But anyway, she has done that. So what if Donald Trump wins New Hampshire the way he did or even better than he did in Iowa? What is the National Committee, the Republican National Committee, going to do? What are your thoughts, Annie? Well, I'm going to tell you, they have to let all the caucuses and primaries go through. Because if you turn around and say, stop, you're going to disenfranchise millions of voters. And you're going to have a lot of state parties completely ticked off. Where's our voice? Where? Why did you take our voice away? Let the process go through. And they're going to have to do that. And right. if the Re Republican National Republican Party doesn't do that, they will forever kill the Republican Party. Well, let me ask and you a question. 
Let me ask you a but question. But that's what they're trying to say here as well. They're trying to say that we that the the state party here in Colorado took away the voice of the people. Well, no, we didn't. We still had the primary coming up, and people can decide. Well, he may lose it here. Mm-hmm. What if he loses the primary here in Colorado? Okay, so the people have spoken. The people still get to speak. And his his name must be on the ballot to allow the people to speak. Exactly. Let me ask you a question, Annie. Joe Biden isn't on the ballot. The Democrats are not having a primary. And who decided that? The Democratic National Committee. They decided they weren't going to have primaries. And so the Democrats, the rank and file Democrats, have no platform to express their opinion in who they're voting for in the primaries because there aren't going to be any primaries on the Democratic side. So and you, you you wonder why so many people are now turning around leaving the Democratic Party? How the vast a vast number of minorities are finally saying the Democrats are not hearing our voice, they're not giving us a voice, and they're leaving the party. You wonder yep. why? Because we're saying, hey, listen, we're still gonna hold our caucuses in our primaries. We're fighting to keep every person on the ballot. And oh, by the way, John Castro was just arrested. I was the guy that's been challenging Trump's name on the ballot in almost every single state. He got arrested for yep. several felony charges on tax evasion or filing false taxes or whatever. Yeah, but his name is still on the ballot. Who's going to give the voice to the people? The party that wants to be tyranny or the party that wants to be a republic? Hence, Republicans. Um, and I think we're going to have all the caucuses and all the primaries and and all of that. I think the biggest thing for here in Colorado was we've got to have some kind of pushback against this woman who says, well, I may just not count the ballots. Well, if you don't count the ballots, is that not the epitome of election interference? Absolutely. The question is, does it violate your state constitution too? And here's my prediction. Nikki Haley will not carry my state of South Carolina. Well, see, I I think was we, as I said before, we got about 40 minutes left, 40 seconds left. <laughs> well, when when the Democrats decided to support Nikki Haley because they wanted to try and, and push her, the real vote wasn't 19. It was much less than that. And she's yes. looking at, and she's looking at other states and beginning to deal with the reality of the Democratic interference. She doesn't have the she doesn't have the votes to do anything. And I, I agree with you. Annie. I don't think she'll win this her home state. No, and matter of fact, South Carolina is an open primary, which means people can cross over and vote in the Republican if they're not Republican. But I still do not think she will carry the state of South Carolina. They will. They, I'm already getting in my mailbox flyers for Nikki Haley, and you know how yeah. much we're going to yeah. love that. I've been tearing them up. <laughs> okay, Sorry, ladies, Nikki. we're out of time. Nice lady, but <laughs> well, like we said, get that Constitution. It's it's more important now than than ever. And we want to thank you for joining us today. And uh, you can see our previous shows on danperkinsmedia.org. And you select Moms Across America. Uh, You can check back every Friday for new shows. And remember, Moms Across America, you are America. And we'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you'd like to send a comment, send it to D-P-E-R-K-1433 at gmail.com. That's D-P-E-R-K-1433 at gmail.com. And thanks for listening.